you and I met kind of ostensibly talking about spiritual practice. And I, and I think it actually kind of took a while for us to figure out that one of our deepest spiritual practices we have in common is like our uses of technology. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I remember there was it was a WWDC, which is a an Apple developer conference that and it's like I, I, I've thought of this before where it's like Apple is a hobby for us. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, some people collect, you know, or build ships and bottles or collect seashells or something, and we sort of follow the the liturgical calendar of <laughs> of yeah. product release cycles and sort of the eco media ecosystem around them. And I remember it was just sort of like yeah, we've been talking about Zen and esoteric stuff all over the place. And I was like, oh, we're both watching WWDC. We can talk about like the yeah. new iPads or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it like unlocked a whole new level of our relationship. And like now largely that is what we talk about. But but <laughs> yeah. the, the, the thing that has never escaped me, I think, is that we also both relate to it with the same like amount of depth and care. Uh, and, and like for our tools, I mean, it's a very Apple-y thing to say. It's like, uh, you know, th- there aren't, it's like surprising how few sort of like Zen Apple crossover people I actually know. Uh, but like there, there are, and, and also I know a lot of people who are, who love and are obsessed with Apple stuff who don't use it in what I might call a Zen way. And, and what I mean by, you know, that's not the kind of thing I would throw around lightly, but what I mean by that is like using it to clear the mind of distractions and confusions and concentrate on the task at hand and put a lot of care and deliberate effort into the way that we use our computers, which are like our main tools for doing our livelihoods, you and I, and like putting the same amount of pride into it that we put into that, that a Zen monk puts into washing the dishes. Right. And, and, and and I feel like you've been making some moves lately also in terms of the technology and not just talking about Apple stuff, but like web and communication technologies that, uh, you know, are also sort of the, the medium through which you and I interact a lot of the time. Um, I'm just sort of interested in like what's happening for you with that stuff and, and how, how it's, uh, you know, like what, like it, it seems like a, like a, like the same kind of spiritual unfolding process that we might talk about in any other aspect of life. So I want to hear what, what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I, you know, regarding sort of Zen and technology, it's, it's sort of an interesting thing to consider. It's, you know, like every Zen master has used the, the tools of their time, mm-hmm. you know, that were available to them. So you, one can imagine Dogen writing the Shobogenzo on a MacBook, right? Uh-huh. Like, why not? <laughs> sure. um, if that was what he had, like, well, he would be stupid to write it on on paper when yeah. he has a laptop that he could do it instead. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I, my sort of my inner work right now is very related to sort of my relationship to electronics because uh, it is... You know, it is such a reductive thing to say, like, people be on their phone. Um, and it's, you know, like, oh, we you can condemn whole classes and, and age groups of people for, like, spending too much time with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, which it's, you know, that I think that's painting with a very broad brush. And, uh, you know, these are magical devices that have, have contained more information than uh, anything else in all of human history. But they are very addictive and there are bad patterns that you can develop. And so I've been sort of struggling against that in a strategic way in order to try to figure out sort of how my mind works, I guess, and how, 
how I am, uh, you know, living my life with all of these tools and like what it looks like to sort of take a tool out of my tool belt and, and, and have to make do without it. Mm. Um, and it was, it was funny that, to, that, that today was, was sort of a, you know, I, uh, a big day for me. I, I finally got my website up mm -hmm. um, and, 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 you know, being off Twitter sort of helped with that because uh, it's very easy to just sort of spin a lot of cycles, you know, refreshing the newsfeed and not get a lot of stuff done. But I, I, you know, sort of, was able to get a website up and then publish a post that's sort of like, here's why I made a website. Yeah. And then I go on Twitter to, to sort of announce it. And I see that you have also <laughs> made a post that's like, Hey, I'm rethinking how I'm using Twitter because yep. I have a website now, yep. you know, it's sort of like today for some reason, maybe you can tell me the space weather, yes, but it's, it was sort of just like a <laughs> day of, of, Hey, uh, let's, let's think about how we're doing this stuff. And, you know, we've been sort of talking privately about, um, what what it looks like now that you know traditional social media is is sort of feels feels in decline like mm -hmm. twitter very acutely but there's there's really nowhere else to go that that makes perfect sense and it's like yeah why not go back to everyone just has their little patch of land and we can all link to each other and we can subscribe to each other's feeds and we can sort of do it in, in this in this old school way but with the benefit of of you know 20 30 years of technology in the mm -hmm. meantime mm -hmm um you know what what would that sort of thing look like and it's it's very cool now that it's like you have a website and i have a website and we know a lot of other people that are like hey i have a website and we can start to uh you know see see how how that would work yeah. um yeah one thing that's i mean i've been doing websites for a long time both at work and personally uh, but this is the first time I've ever kind of converted a social media account into a website unto itself like this, you know, maybe same for you and like same for a lot of people we know, I think people are starting to kind of remember the own, you know, we went through a very long decade of like old heads reminding us all that you need to own your stack and everybody yeah. being like, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, fine. Then we suddenly reached this cataclysm where it was like, oh, if I don't get my posts out of Twitter, I could lose them forever. So the, you know, that, that really lit a fire under me for one thing. Um, and you know, I, I, I feel like it's been sort of similarly urgent for you, but, but the thing, the thing that I've been thinking about in terms of, uh, your project in particular, because you're spinning it up yourself and it's like really in sort of the core set of skills that you use professionally and sort of are a craftsman at in a way that, you know, I'm sort of thinking of myself as a publisher and I, and I will use whatever the easiest tools are to do that part of the job. But you seem to take a lot of pride in, and maybe pride's not the right word, but you seem, you seem to be very invested in, um, the whole, the whole site as a, as a, as a top to bottom, uh, like tool of yours. Um, and, and, and uh, but even just for managing a website on a CMS that you get from somewhere else, I feel like there's something about the old school way of, um, the, the things that are required of you to sort of run your own site, um, and publish your stuff on your own site that has more in common with the kind of like clean workspace sort of files and folders, you know, the Apple, the Apple user, um, way of organizing even your own local machine. There's like a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, chores to do, uh, that are involved in running a site also. Uh, and I mean the different chores for different kinds of tools, but it's like the same, it requires the same amount of like care and pruning and, and gardening, um, 
And I feel like the story in the social media era was largely like people don't want to do that. Like the, they want they want to just plug and play and just jump on and start posting. And it's so much easier, blah, blah, blah. And it's like now that the downsides are so obvious, like now that now that or now, now that the tools are falling apart in front of our eyes and like we're, we're spending like large portions of the day unable to use them. Maybe the trade off is starting to come around. Um, but I, I, I feel like there's more of like a positive virtue to doing it this way than that, then like, it's not just about like, um, a contingency plan. It's like, we believe something about this being, uh, you know, the way, the way to do it. And you being someone who built the whole thing from top to bottom, uh, in a way that I, you know, decided to compromise on. I I want, I want to hear about the, the, the motivation of that and how it connects to sort of the virtue of owning your stack when it comes to being online. Yeah. Well, so I, I could, I could glibly say that's a very charitable way of putting it. <laughs> you could also put it as I didn't want to spend any money. Uh-huh, right, uh, right. You know, it's like, I know how to do this. I would feel weird paying someone else to do what I know how to do. It takes a lot of time and effort. Like, you know, I, I, I wrote today that it's, it's not free, you know, no matter how you do it. Yeah. If, if you, if you're using a CMS, you're paying the CMS provider cash and you still have to put a lot of effort into you know creating something that's yours if you do it all from scratch it, it can take a monumental amount of time and effort mm-hmm. uh, in order to you know sort of save on on hosting costs and whatnot but um but the the trade-off in the sort of previous era was yeah it was frictionless it mm-hmm. was you know uh we we have gotten so used to have you ever like you go to a website and the the sign up button is like this big and then the login button is behind like three different menus they don't care how long it takes for someone who has already signed up to get to the content because at that point you you know it it doesn't matter the whole point is to get new users um and the trade-off there is is the trade-off for getting anything without you know a a certain level of, of effort and friction um, you know, I, I read a book last year about sort of how learning happens and the, the friction and the, the struggle and the frustration is like a critical part of it. If you are learning something and everything comes very easy to you and you're like, oh, I get that. I get this. This is easy. I'm having fun. You forget it immediately. Mm-hmm. So it's like the grappling with it. So yeah, I, I, it took me a long time to get this site up. Like I registered the domain while I was waiting for my car to get work to get done. And I sort of got a little under construction thing set up and then I was picking away at it for a while and, you know, tried a bunch of different tech stacks and I was trying to use templates and, and build it, you know, up different ways. And I finally got something that works and like, I'm very invested in it now because mm-hmm. I spent that time with it in a way that I think if I had just opened up a new WordPress site or something, um, Especially if it was just like, this is just a default, this is just for my words, um, that it w- wouldn't have felt the same. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's an opportunity to, yeah, to express yourself. And it's, it's you know, something like, I, I was thinking like, you know, Facebook was, was this, um, you know, it, it had a very clean interface and it sucked all the personality out of social networking in a way that we've just never recovered from. Like MySpace was absolute chaos. You could have 72 point font. In fact, I had a a MySpace profile where it's like all the links were 16 point. And if you hovered, they popped up to 72 point and they broke the entire layout. And it's like, they don't let you do that anymore, but it was great. It was, it was absolute chaos. Um, And there's, you know, all of these tools that we have are, are artistic tools of expression 
And just like I think, you know, our society puts a lot of value on what you're thinking and, you know, the contents of the mind is sort of the sum totality of your experience, you know, a, a platform like Substack, um, you know, it reduces everything to the words on the page that look the same for everyone. Mm -hmm. And you're leaving a lot on the table there. You know, you get an email list out of the box and that's not nothing. You know, that's a very valuable thing that you get for free uh, with zero effort on your part. But I think a lot of people sort of start a project like that and walk away from it because what, are, what do they own of that? You know, they own the words that they put there. They don't really, they're, they're sort of renting the space for it. But um, yeah, I, 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 you know, the, the, the early adopters, you know, web one people who are much older than us, who were able to sort of, you know, run a server in their garage mm -hmm. and, you know, have a, a little dinky website that, that was available for anyone to see. Like, I think they had a, a much different experience of things. And so much of that internet has been washed away. The Wayback Machine never got to index it. You know, it is just, it's in the ether now, but it, it was, I think it was a, a different place. And, you know, uh, it, re, re investing sort of attention and energy into things that have been completely controlled by, you know, uh, uh, Harvard educated product designers for a decade and a half, I think is, is just a really exciting prospect. There were so many like spiritual nuggets in what you just said. And, and actually the, the one more that I want to add that you just almost very, very nearly said just now is like the incentives for participating being so like, anti-life, anti-humanity, like, like the, the algorithmic feeds designed to maximize advertising revenue are sort of like the stand in for the monkey mind on the cushion, right? There's like, it's like, it's, it's like, like we have to do all of these detailed practices in order to stand up to the sort of tides of distraction and, and, uh, and, and temptation and your way of putting it of like being invested in it after having stood up this whole thing, like one piece at a time, like that's like the strength of practice speaking and, and, and the, 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 the fickleness with which people are like manipulated on social media, not just by the content that they're seeing right in their feed, but like in the game mechanics of the networks that they're on, like that's, that's just, that's the other side of the coin of like the, the ease and convenience is that they're sort of subject to participating in the way that they want to. Whereas we are creating our own, uh, like mechanics of how, of how we want to appear online. And, and I, and, and your point too, about like how, web technology has sort of like quietly advanced all along, uh, I think is really important too, because, you know, for example, this show that we're on, like adding another blog feed to my site is not going to be a very long process. It's going to, it's going to be, uh, you know, really about the content. And a lot of that has to do with just technology that's been steadily marching forward, but it's like technology with the opposite incentives of, uh, you know, like siloed, like think about what's happened to audio in the last 10 years. It's just all, it's all that people are just trying to monopolize it and funnel all of the attention into one place. And we're, we're breaking it out. 
Yeah, well, I mean, podcasts are, you know, it's they, sort of like the, the new web one point. Like, it's, it's exactly what, what you would want to see. It, mm-hmm. It's an RSS feed with slightly more complex data that is an open protocol that anyone can contribute to. Um, and yeah, like people have tried to say, we are the owner of podcasts now, and it has not worked every time because people want to do it the way they want to do it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a true success story. Um, I was thinking, you know, it's like, I, I don't, yeah, I set my website up. It is, it is very much like a, a, uh, an empty shell at this point. You know, I, I, I imported some markdown files and I, it is served on the internet and I have a lot I want to do, but I, I was sort of faced with the question like, oh, there's a place that I can go and add some, some Google analytics and, you know, like add a little tracking ID and then I can get stats. It's like, do I want to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, oh, I could set a little comment box below, or I could have a little like button like Substack does. And I can see, oh, someone like this, like, do I want to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the, the mechanics of, yeah, like web two stuff where it's like the, the post is better if the numbers are higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, is something that I think we have the opportunity to to fully rethink. Yeah. Um, you know, like I was sort of asking the question, like, what are we hoping to get out of our experience with this stuff, and what are what are what are we given, and what are what is the hope for these companies that we are given? And they're they're very different things. Like Twitter, I think, you know, the hope is that we're going to get really mad at someone <laughs> and spend all day dunking on them online. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, but is that why I'm here? Um, you know, or, or Facebook, you know, like you're served a video of someone doing something really weird with a jar of pickles and they're hoping you're going to sit there and watch someone do something weird with a jar of pickles just to see what the fuck the, 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 the point of it is. And there is no point. The point is that you're sitting there and watching it. And it's like, it just feels like such a, such an abuse of our trust, uh, in, in each other that it's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm assuming good faith on the part of this social media network on the part of, of these content creators. And they're turning that trust into some other resource that they can turn into money. It, it, and, and so, you know, I, I have a website and maybe what I want is for me to share the website with people that I know personally and for them to, to write me a letter and say, hey, I really liked the, the thing that you said on the website. Mm-hmm. That feels much better to me than sort of creating metrics that are, are better viewed for like a product manager than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fun, I think, to sort of play around with the mechanics of it and pick, pick what I want. You know, mm-hmm. what, what do I want to get out of this experience of hosting a, a site? What do I want other people to get out of it? And, and how, how is that going to be different from sort of what we've been, what we've been on this hamster wheel of for, for a very long time?